Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have another lovely virgin to the show. Um, virgin guest, first time here, super excited to talk to him. Highly recommended by Miss Heidi from Unfiltered Rise. So welcome, Sean. How are you? I am doing fantastic. It, we, it started off pretty cold day here in Indiana. You know, it was snowing. <laughs> I was really upset with it, but uh, I ended up having a job interview um, right after work. I went straight to it. it. Nice. You know, it went really, really well. Um, I I think I'm going to probably end up be getting offered the job tomorrow. So, like, you know, Yay. Fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers there. crossed. Few prayers said out there for that. Amen to that. So um, you and I have something in common because I am or was a fellow Hoosier. Uh, <laughs> moved from there. Don't miss the ice and snow. However, um, in the twisted world that we live in, we have been dumped on with snow. It doesn't normally snow here. And it normally is not that cold here. And it has been uh awful i think we live in antarctica right now and i'm not enjoying it <laughs> at all mm -mm. no i moved away from that because i didn't like getting up three hours before work to shovel snow so <laughs> luckily i live in an apartment complex so like there's nice. not a lot of shoveling but like <laughs> i i have been the nice person recently like who's been like taking the rock salt and mm -hmm. sprinkling it all over the the front where everybody comes in and out at because it's like i know nobody else is gonna do it so it's exactly. like I might as well <laughs> you know and it's a funny thing because down here like they're so unprepared for snow even like the threat of flurries, like everything shuts down. And I told my husband before it all started, I'm like, we need to get a new snow shovel and, and ice melt. And he's like, for what? He's like, we never get snow. And I'm like, I just have a feeling. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that we did that, but we have been snowed into our house. Um, and so we have not left for like six days now um to do anything or go anywhere because we live out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> where do you where do you live out again tennessee oh where at in tennessee um we live outside of memphis about an hour outside of memphis so we are like out in the middle of uh no man's land in the country okay and so, uh i love tennessee yeah, I do too. It's it's been a wonderful transition from Indiana to come here because you and I were kind of talking about that the other night. Like the town that I grew up in, there was just nothing there. There was no good jobs. The pay for anything was awful and not my thing. And that, that town is still not doing good. I mean, they have no, an it's extremely not. high crime rate anymore. Mm -hmm. and yeah. It's it's bad. Like I see TikTok videos of like some some crazy things that come out of that part of Indiana. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. I'm yeah, glad I live there. rural. <laughs> you don't want to don't want to go there. Not planning on vacationing. <laughs> you know, five of five uh, do not recommend. Exactly. No. So uh, you have your own podcast, the Big Grimbowski. So tell me, like, what what it's about, what made you start that? So 
I call it a subnormal podcast because it's not always going to be the same kind of thing. It's it's going to be different. Um, so I, you know, different topics are going to be anything from conspiratorial uh, to cryptids to um, just like anything that I just like find interest in. Really, mm-hmm. um, paranormal. Um, I am currently talking to a professional BMX rider, and nice. I'm hoping that we can figure out a time sometime next week to be able to record and but like he's going to be in hawaii so like we're trying to like you know schedule out like those times i've done that before and and everything so like i'm i'm super super stoked about it and i mean he's a he's a big name um i you know not like a matt hoffman kind of kind of big but like you know he for for the sport he's he's pretty big so like Mm -hmm. i'm super freaking pumped about it and like some of my other like bmx friends and and whatnot like they're pretty pumped about it and so i'm just like for you you know exactly exactly so that's kind of like where i'm I'm at right now and just like you know the, everything is kind of all in different directions so like i even have like some like uh stuff that's like more spiritual based and mm-hmm. you know kind of different things uh, uh along that nature uh talking about like uh past life regressions and akashic mm-hmm. records and just like energy and crystals and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. well it's so funny that you said that because even though like most of my stuff is medically minded or exposing pharma or exposing the medical industrial complex, I have literally done shows about hunting and whatever. I am all over the place because it's whatever the guest is into. I want to hear about it because I just like having those, you know, down to earth conversations like back in the olden days before all the texts where you meet somebody and then you get to find out all about them. And I love that. And see, I just went on a round table uh, not too terribly long ago. And one of the things that I had brought up was, you know, the the art of conversation. Like that Mm -hmm. was kind of like what I was trying to, you know, base like the, the show about is just like, Mm -hmm having those conversations with with different people and right. about different kinds of topics you know and like we as society we don't do that shit like we used to like right. we don't sit around and just like you know talk to people about different things and you know anytime that we do try to you know invest some type of interest that we have into other people a lot of time like they don't care they don't want to listen to it you know mm-hmm. like there's a commercial like that's usually going around on like Spotify right now that talks about how, you know, you would rather uh, listen to your coworker talk about their fantasy football league than do your taxes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just like these different things. It's like, okay, but like that dude is just, you know, that's what he's into. He's trying to express right. that to you and you just so happen to work together. So it's like, I guarantee all my coworkers are probably annoyed with the fact that I'm always talking about my <laughs> podcast and stuff like that. But I'm just like, you know, I'm having fun with it. I, I, I had to express it. You see, and I love that though, because um, I'm a chatty person anyway. Um, and sometimes I have to laugh because my husband gets annoyed because we'll go to the store and complete strangers will come up to me and they just like speak tell me their whole life story. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll go wait in the car for you, whatever. Just come out when you're done. 
because I just love hearing whatever somebody has to say. And it's, I think, a, a gift in a way, I guess you could say, because people are drawn to me to tell me things that, and, and they feel safe, I guess, talking to me, which I, I love that because I don't think there's enough conversations to be had. Right. So you're right exactly. about that. So what made you decide to start your show? So essentially I was kind of just like going through like a point in life where I, I needed something more than, than music and mm -hmm. music for me is just like, it's always been one of those things that, you know, no matter what I'm feeling uh, that, that it, it gets me, it gets me through it. Right. And, you know, on, on top of that, like, you know, you, you want to feel like motivated for something. Music does that, you know, mm -hmm. if you weren't trying to find any type of emotion, you can find that in music. So like when it stopped working for me, I was like, I got, I, I need to do something else. So I started listening to podcasts mm -hmm. and so now my attention is kind of like listening to these different conversations and, um, you know, all the different stuff, you know, shout out to uh, the cult of conspiracy. You know, they were somebody um, that I listened to a whole, whole bunch. And I, I got so, you know, into listening to like the different types of like conspiracy theories and all this stuff. And I was just like, mm -hmm. man, this would be so cool to do. And then I kind of remembered I had a thought back in, I, I would say like high school and I was like, man, that'd be so cool to have a podcast. But like, this was kind of like that time when podcasts like first came out that and mm -hmm. like it, it wasn't big at all. And so like, it was just kind of like, you know, pushed aside, never thought of again. So then when I was, you know, find out uh, like I would say about a year ago now that Spotify came out with an app that you could download to your phone, Spotify for podcasters. Mm -hmm. And I, I started that it was, you know, completely free and it had a lot of really good tools to help you make a, a show and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, like, what am I going to call it? And like, what am I, what I got to be, what's it going to be about? I, and I sat there and tried to think about it for a really long time. And then I was like, well, I know enough about paranormal stuff because I used to be a paranormal investigator. Ooh, we got to talk about that. <laughs> so like, definitely. So like, you know, from there I was just kind of like, okay, well I'll, I'm going to download this and just kind of put stuff together. Kind of really didn't know what I was doing. I made seven episodes this way and it was all just me. No guests. I was talking. Uh, one of them, I was at a graveyard um, in Indiana and Ooh, there's a lot of, um, places in Indiana that are good for that. <laughs> yeah. This one, uh, in particular is pretty well known. It's called like, uh, 13 graves. Mm -hmm. And so that's only like, uh, Oh God, it was only like 20 minute drive for where I live. So it really wasn't very, very far to get to. Um, it's super cool place, but the headstones aren't there anymore. They've all been vandalized and, you know, like there's lots of signs there telling you that you, you got to be out by dark time or you will get ticketed and or arrested just because mm -hmm. of how bad the vandalism had been. So like I had made all these episodes this way and then I ended up getting introduced to a different host called Spreaker. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, 
I like this and I can kind of start making a little bit of income off of things if, you know, I, if I do this right and I use with them. So I ended up switching, but I ended up having an issue where with Spotify, it created two pages of the same thing. And even if I was to, uh, so it only had the first seven on there and then everything else it would still add on to the one with the original seven, but then it also would started at eight and started putting everything onto there as well. So I was just like, I can't have two of these because like, that's going to be confusing, <laughs> but then like people are going to be like, well, why does this one have one through seven, but this one starts at eight. And like, now if you go to Spotify, you'll see that there's only one page and you start mm -hmm. at eight. Yep. The, I have that page. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So like I have to eventually do like an episode that kind of just like exp explains a little bit more as to like where it where they went and all that jazz. But I had to delete it because it was going to screw with the algorithms too much. And like, you know, so it was just it, it was what it was. And, you know, honestly, like right after that, I, you know, kind of really jumped into getting like guests on. And again, Cold Conspiracy had them on as my very first guest, episode nine. And I really had no idea what I was doing. Absolutely none. Had no idea how to how to operate Zoom and all the things. And like the laptop that I had was like a Chromebook. So I couldn't actually like record with it. And just mm -hmm. it was a whole entire tired technical nightmare from like the get-go and luckily enough like you know they were awesome dudes they recorded it through their end on zoom and then sent me the files you know afterwards through dropbox and like mm -hmm. i was just like oh my goodness godsend and then i was able to edit the rest of it so you know moving forward i've now got it to where like i know exactly what i'm going to do you know i'm using a different laptop i'm able to record everything i started creating my own um I created my own intro outro music mm -hmm. with GarageBand on my phone. So like that's, that's on there. And then here recently as well, I decided that I wanted to make an artist page uh, for music. And so I started making like kind of like hip hop beats that are really similar to um, like my intro outro music but uh, just like kind of like some other stuff as well. So all that's out there. And like, I'm going to, you know, eventually kind of make it to where like some of these songs, like before I end up dropping them, maybe I'll like put them as like the ending music for like mm -hmm. an episode and stuff. So yeah, it's just, I'm going all different ways with it. I'm just kind of having fun and I'm, I super enjoy like meeting everybody and like all the different Same. podcasters out there. Like, you know, it's been a super awesome community and like, I highly suggest like anyone who's like on like the seat you know just kind of like i don't know should i should i start one do it just like just mm -hmm. do it and like i guarantee like if you have any questions ask just reach out anybody to a, a podcaster ask them mm -hmm. and i guarantee like majority of them i would say about nine times out of ten like you're gonna get a response because like everybody knows like the struggles already a hundred percent and mine is very different from what it was when I first started. <laughs> I'm right. not a tech person. I don't like that stuff. And so that was the frustrating part for me when I first started, like learning all these different things and, you know, different techniques and different software and whatever. It's definitely a learning curve. So do you feel like um, 
after starting your show that it's almost kind of therapeutic for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, there's definitely times where, like, you know, you get done with it and, like, you're straight riding that high. Mm -hmm. And, like, you just, you know, your your vibrations are way up. Your energy is just, like, peaking, like, you know, none other. And, like, you're just feeling absolutely great. And Unless you have a crappy guest. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I've not I've not had any crappy guests. So, like, you know, shout out to all my guests so far. They've all been absolutely swell. That's a good thing. That's always a bonus. So tell the listeners a little bit about you before we get into the nuts and bolts of what I want to talk to you about. Okay, well, um, I'm almost 36. Obviously, uh, I'm, a, I'm a podcaster, but I'm a, a father and I am still riding a BMX bike. Um, I still go to skate parks quite frequently. Uh, I used to be a metal vocalist in several bands. Um, you can still find like some of that <laughs> stuff on, on I heard YouTube. It. Yeah, it, I, I, I even have like hard CD copies of like like whole entire like albums and stuff like I've made with different friends and, and whatnot. And I, I can't say like, I really got to play with anybody too, too terribly big, but I did open up for a metal band um, in Kokomo, Indiana called, uh, Oh man, of course it's, it's mm-hmm. I'm drawing blank now. It, that's, you must be related to me or I'm rubbing <laughs> off on you. <laughs> I love metal music. So when you when you told me that, I was super stoked because um, like, you know, traditional families or whatever, they'll go away on vacation to like some resorty place or whatever. Our thing has always been concerts or music festivals. That is literally like if we take a trip, that is what we do. And so, you know, we have been to all kinds of metal shows or bands warp tour or, yep. you know, they used to have um, mayhem fest here. Yep. I remember and, mayhem. And the last time that they had one here um, or near here, I should say uh, it didn't work out so well. Cause it was like 115 degrees that day. Oh, and I so the, the turnout was crap. Plus they had it like at an airport. So it was on asphalt. Um, not a smart idea. And so they're like, yeah, well, the turnout was too bad. We're not going to do that again. Great. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Yeah. So, but I was super excited. And then you sent me your, your music and I was like, oh, this is so cool. (laughs) Yeah. And then like, if you, if you just type in like Grimbowski on YouTube, like you'll find like my personal page and like, there's even more stuff on on there from the years of like different band practices and like there was uh there's clips of like uh one band that we were doing that was like straight up just death metal and mm-hmm. i mean it was very similar to like uh the black dahlia murder or job mm-hmm. for a cowboy oh yeah and, we actually got to see them so that was exciting i've seen both of them as well mm-hmm. very yeah, very good shows we had a um we had a really nice place here that always had um, a lot of metal shows and stuff, but it was in the middle of downtown Memphis. Um, and that is straight up uh, like shoot 'em up thuggery territory now. And oh, so yeah. like they spent all this money to remodel that place. And it was so 
like beautiful and it was epic shows there all the time and stuff. And then like all the shootings started happening downtown. So Damn. it closed and yeah, that's not a thing now. I mean, Chicago anymore is pretty much the, the, the same oh, yeah. kind of way. And I've gone yeah. to some concerts in Chicago. I went and saw uh, Coheed and Cambria there um, years ago. I mean, just off of downtown. And mm-hmm. I, I had to get Uber to get over there. And, like, I was just not, you know, <laughs> yeah. said, like, I, I've, been, I've been riding BMX for years and so like we didn't just go to skate parks so we ride around town so like mm-hmm. all the all the major cities here in indiana like i've rode street in them fort wayne indiana i've rode all through oh, yeah. downtown indianapolis i've rode all through downtown and like i can go through most places and feel just fine but like there's some situations where i'm just mm-hmm. like i don't feel too comfortable right being, being in this area just you know and yeah, Chicago's just wild. I try to stay out of Chicago anymore. Same. Yeah. The last time that we went to a show um downtown, it was a like a metal fest. And so like you can pass out and and be able to go outside and there's like beer vendors on the street or something. So we went outside because it was so crowded indoors. We went outside to go to one of the beer cart vendors. We were sitting on the on the curb and because it was so hot in there. And so we're sitting outside and like the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And I told him, I'm like, I have a really bad feeling. Something terrible is about ready to happen. And he's like, do you want to go? And I'm like, yes, because I think it's going to be something dr- drastic. And so we started walking to the parking garage and all of a sudden we see people just running. There was a, there was a shooting and like multiple people got shot. And and that's the last time, that's the last time we've been downtown after dark. (laughs) Wow. I'm like, you're, you ruined like the thing, you know? And so we used to like frequent the bar scene and just to go to see bands that would tour through here or even local bands. And we don't do that anymore either because it's just not a, uh, not safe environment anymore. And that really, and that really does suck too. And like, Mm -hmm. I remember different kind of, uh, local shows that I've gone to here, you know, over the years and stuff. And like one in particular is just right down the road from where I live, Marion, Indiana. And there was a, a little venue that was just off of downtown. And anybody who's from that area knows that, you know, mm-hmm. you don't go down boot street, right? It is. It's not, it's not <laughs> the street that you go down. But the 803 sat on the very beginning of Boot Street. And I mean, it was constant, like in between, you know, the bands, you go out to the parking lot, smoke your cigarettes. And I mean, cops are just flying, flying, flying. And then one time in particular, we came out and like at, across the street, just down the block was a dead body on mm-hmm. the sidewalk. Yeah. Just laying there. And like somebody actually had to like go across and walk down there to see like if this person was okay. And then all of a sudden, like they started turning around and running and went beeline straight over the gas station. And it was like, that person's dead. That mm-hmm. person is straight up dead over there. And then, yeah, 
not you know it, not too sure what so, happened it's so crazy that like you know like the simplest of things like going to a show is not like a safe thing anymore and i mean it, i don't want to get into any like demonic talk or whatever but like look at all the concert goers that have had issues that you know even like taylor swift concert or whatever yeah. where they're like memory erased and they don't remember anything or like people are dropping dead or hello i'll stay home and i'll watch whoever i want to see concert on tv right i don't want to go now you know and it's sad because we used to love doing that and we met so many like touring bands or whatever that were big bands and we'd hang out with them and and stuff i mean that was our life for like 12 years we loved doing that and and not anymore that's not a thing kind of sad okay. right so, so you, you wouldn't guess what i what i listen to now though because even though i am a big, big if you say country head, i'm gonna have to punch you no i hate country okay, thank you absolutely so I... hate country <laughs> no uh -uh. i am really big into reggae i like reggae um i used to go to indianapolis all the time there was a um a bar in indianapolis that always had reggae music nice and so I've I've seen many a reggae band there. I like that. And a lot of times when they have the um, Beale Street Music Festival down here mm. in Memphis, um, they'll have a reggae band or two, or they used to. Now it's like stuff I don't want to listen to because now it's mostly rap, and I don't like rap either. Oh no. <laughs> not my not my thing. I mean, I like some. Uh, but yeah, like it, it draws a very different crowd here. So, yeah. Oh yeah. I can, I can imagine. Not a country fan. Um, and I think that's cause when I was growing up, that is literally all my parents would listen to is country. And it was like, don't change. I'm old. So it's like, don't change the dial on the radio back when they had the old radios that it was yep. really hard to adjust it to the right station. And it's like, leave it on that station. And every time they leave the house, we were trying to find something else to listen to. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's why I can't stand country music now, because that was back in the day where it was like Waylon Jennings and stuff. So I'm talking like old school, Marty Robbins type stuff and whatever, a long time ago. So tell me, my dear, um, have you, I know you said you were a ghost hunter. Yep. Paranormal. Um, have you ever had any encounters or experiences personally? Oh, absolutely. Because I want to hear about that. There are so many people that have some stories. So fill me in. Okay. So. The this is this is the one that I tell most people, and I usually start off telling everybody like what I saw, just right out the gate. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lead up to it. So I was tease. Yep, I was 16 <laughs> years old, and at this point in time, I was living in the attic of our house, and I had just I 
I wanted a bigger bedroom, so I moved everything up to the attic. And I had been up there for probably like the past like year or so, and you know, I absolutely loved it. You know, minus a few things, it was like really, really hot in the summertime because it had no AC. We had to get like a window unit, but it still mm-hmm. didn't cool it off. Enough. Right, because heat rises. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in the summertime, it was extremely hot up there, and then uh in the winter time it didn't get hot because it didn't have like any heating that ducts that mm-hmm. went upstairs so like i had to use like a plug-in oil uh the oil heaters and mm-hmm. that that always sucked but so there's this one night and it's probably like you know three o'clock in the morning i wake up and at the foot of my bed is a stereo system and the stereo system used to be my dad's. My dad got it from a friend that was sent over during Vietnam mm-hmm. and he went to a market and he found this uh, stereo system, which back over here in the United States would have been about uh, $3,000 brand new. And this thing was only like 700. So he was like, okay, um, yeah, I want this Send it back. And his buddy's like, for sure got you and it's you know one of those really really old ones that has like it's like the tube amp kind of ones that mm-hmm. have like the vinyl record player on the top of uh-huh. it Add one of yeah <laughs> so he didn't use it anymore and it was just sitting up in the attic and me being the smart kid that i was was able to figure out a way that i could get a adapter piece that i could plug into my speaker wires then from there, it would have a regular headphone jack connection that I could then put into the headphone jack of my Walkman. So I could listen to all my CDs through the stereo. So I wake up and there is uh, a man standing over the um, the stereo. And I am thinking that it's my father because very, very similar in appearances, but there was a few things that was slightly off. But I really wasn't thinking about those at that point in time because I had, I was asleep. I just so happened to wake up for whatever reason. I was kind of, you know, slightly groggy. And I look over at him and I'm like, what are you doing? And I don't get a response. And so he, he turns and he starts leaning towards me, reaching his hand out. And at this point, I'm just like, would you knock it off? Because I laid back down on my side. So I then take my arm and I fling my arm and I don't hit anything when I knew that I should have because this arm was close enough that I should have hit something and I didn't strike a single thing. And then at that point, you know, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, that ain't right. I just paid the bed. (laughs) You know, I hop up really quick and there's nobody standing there absolutely nobody is in that room and at that point i'm just like okay and i took the sheets and i put them back over my head and i went back to sleep okay so next morning go downstairs i'm telling my my mom and dad what happened and my mom is frantic she is ready to call the police station she's got the the phone off the wall she's ready to start you know dialing them up and everything and my dad's like hold on slow down a second you mean to tell me that somebody broke into this house and they went all the way through the kitchen all the way through the living room up the very very creaky stairs to the attic and 
all the way to the other side of the room and then ran back down and out. Oh, plus got past the Corgi. Like that, there's no possible way that anybody could have gotten out of here without anybody knowing. Like mm-hmm. there's no, it's not, it's not, it, it won't work. And so she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And he's like, okay, so back up. What did you see? What did he look like? And so I start explaining. I was like, he had darker hair. Um, you know, it seemed like I, I thought that it was you. He, he was wearing a white t-shirt, which my dad always wore white t-shirts. And I was like, he had a, he had a beard, but like now that like I sit there and think about it, like the beard was much longer than yours. Cause he keeps his short and you know, this, what I saw that it was, you know, kind of a bigger beard. And, and I was like, and he honestly was taller than you. I would say like, maybe, uh, you know, like this guy seemed like he was at least like six, one, six, two, something like that. I mean, he was kind of tall and like, I can see him. He puts his hand over his mouth and like, he just kind of just like starts shaking his head. And he's like, you never, you've never seen pictures of Jr. Have you? And I was like, your, your old roommate that, that died. And I was like, oh no, I have never. It's like, Sean, you described him to a T and I still, to this day, I've never seen a picture of him. So like, I, I, you know, I can't sit there and, and be like, yeah, this is, this is it. And I, I wish I could, I wish I could find like a picture of him. Cause I know they got a picture somewhere. Mm-hmm. but like just like for me to be able to then look at that picture and be like this is who i this is who i saw did like, he have like a traumatic death yes he did so he died in a motorcycle accident and he had what was called a suicide clutch so his clutch was mm-hmm. down was down further and he was coming around a curve and he was uh, down, went to downshift and he had took his hand off. And when he had took his hand off of it, there just so happened to be a pothole. That was a pretty substantial sized pothole that he hit front tire. And of course he got, you know, OTB over the bars. And when he hit, he snapped his neck, killing him um, on impact. So like that was, you know, curtains are shut at that point like yeah very very quickly but the thing was he said two things to my dad and this was what is like the the you know full circle with everything number one if my dad didn't want that stereo anymore that he would take that stereo because he loved the stereo a whole whole bunch because just like it was cool it had two gigantic speakers one of them has like a 20 inch subwoofer the other one has like a 22 inch subwoofer on it like i wish i still had them i mean these things were amazing Mm -hmm. and the other thing was if he ever ever had a son that he would always be there for him and look after him can you look after me not standing over me at the foot of my bed though that would be right exactly (laughs) take a pass on that so that is that is crazy not like unheard of because a lot of people have had like experiences either with um like spirits or some people 
explain them as like gray men, you know, like the whole figure's grayed out or, you know, whatever. I, yeah. I'm thankful I have not had that sort of thing. M my thing is like spiritual wise, like spirits mm -hmm. talk to me. I don't see them, but like I've had that happen multiple times throughout my life. Like my sister died when we were very young and we were only two years apart. <clears throat> And, like, I would hear her say things to me that only her and I would have conversations about. Or I've had, like, uh, wow. patients of mine that have passed away or whatever, and I'll hear uh -huh. them, like, say things to me. It doesn't happen all the time because I kind of try to shut that out because I don't like that whole portal thing, I guess. <laughs> Being available because you never know what wants to come through and speak but i had a a friend that was have you met ghost yet no not yet um okay. i have spoke though and we were we're supposed to set something up for for some some collaborating he was doing a show um with one of my other female friends and he had an evp meter <clears throat> and they were having this conversation and well, she, they had already recorded it and she called me and she's like, you need to watch the video of this. Um, she's like, never records video stuff, but she did for this episode because uh -huh. he was using the meter and all these, you know, words kept coming up and stuff. And then you would see like, almost like smoke figures, like coming through like the video and whatever at different times and stuff huh. and then it was like the creepiest part and I had to shut it off because it scared the living shit out of me I heard this woman's name plain as day because they were talking about um, like what kept coming up on his stuff was like accident um, parents were really religious all this stuff. And this woman started talking to me while I'm watching this, got her full name. And I'm like, I've got to stop this video and look this up. And it was a woman, her, her parents were pastors or ministers or whatever. And, uh, she was killed in this car accident and like hold the whole thing. And I like, like I had the shivers going down my spine because this thing is telling me like these little bits and pieces of her life. And I looked it up and there was a news story about her and I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch the rest of your video because like people are like screaming over one another now, like oh, trying wow. to talk. And I'm like, mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my very creepy experience. I can definitely say that I I I know you know lots of people that do have this kind of um, gift, mm -hmm. this ability, and it, it seems like anybody that is able to have this type of you know clairvoyancy, uh, they it 
it's like a, a a beacon like a mm-hmm. bright like a bright light in the middle of the dark and like mm-hmm. they when you open the your the, your line of communication that, that it's like all of a sudden you turn the light on in the middle of a dark cave and now everything mm-hmm. that's in there is going to start coming to it mm-hmm. and for whatever reason they, you know they all have something to say they all have something that they want to get mm-hmm. across to to somebody out there somewhere and you know and who knows even some of these people might not even be here anymore but th- they aren't even aware yet that you know yeah and it was you know i think a lot of times things like that happen to um even like you with your experience happen to people that are empathic on mm-hmm. some level like everybody there's very different levels of being an empath and i i love talking about this cuz it's so up my alley but like for me, not only can I hear like spirit stuff talking mm-hmm. um, or like part departed souls, I should say, not spirit. Um, but I can also a lot of times feel other people's emotions um, or feel like symptoms that they're having or whatever, especially if I'm super connected to somebody like I know if they're going through emotional trauma, I know if they're sick because I feel their symptoms. Uh-huh. Um and so that's like a whole nother like level for me and that's why like a lot of times I have to step away from stuff and ground myself and you know like say prayers of protection because things do like tend to like flood in. You know, and especially like having a very close friend circle and then feeling everything that everybody's going through and all their traumas and stuff. Um, it's very overwhelming sometimes. I never understood it until I got older because mm-hmm. I've been that way since I was really little. And I can always remember that. Right. And like, and it's crazy, like how much that trauma can can just it it can go on into the afterlife you know mm-hmm. so perfect example uh we had an investigation where we were at a a home of one of our investigators um and they believed that they had a relative that was that was you know there and mm-hmm. so like we did an investigation to figure out if that was the case and a, a small group of us were in this back room of this of this house and we we're all sitting there talking and, you know, we got our K2 meters out and stuff and, you know, we're getting blips on it and this and that. And all of a sudden, while we're sitting here doing this EVP session and asking questions, me and another person started having something happen to us. Um, so, my buddy, he was feeling as if something was pressing against his chest mm-hmm. really, really hard to the point where he felt like he was having a really hard time breathing. Mm-hmm. I'm standing next to him and I'm feeling the same kind of pressure on my back and very, very, very squeezing, kind of almost like you, you know, you can't breathe. And then on top of that, we both started legitimately crying and Mm -hmm. there was, there was not anything that we could, we could 
we could do a, a, about it. I mean, it just was like came on out of nowhere. And I'm talking like <laughs> trying, mm-hmm. you know, trying to like catch your your breath, just like sobbing uh, for for no reason. And this huge flood of like emotions and like mm-hmm. sadness and like all this stuff like came in. And the thing was that this relative had died in a very traumatic way. Mm-hmm. He was he was crushed by a tree. Oh. And was like at like a, a job site or something. And like, uh, you know, there was a possibility that the other co-workers were drinking on the job, maybe something like that. But they were doing something they shouldn't have been doing. They weren't sober. And they caused this accident to where this tree ends up falling on top of him. But it didn't kill him instantly. And he was still alive for for, you know, a while. Like, and the thing was they could have went and got him help but instead they all ran because they were they were too screwed up they didn't know? want to get in trouble yeah exactly mm-hmm. didn't want to get in trouble so like he ultimately died because because of them and right. so like it was just yeah it was it was a really crazy thing and you know i've also seen this happen to other people at different places and mm-hmm. you know to where like all of a sudden they start feeling these floods of different emotions back to back to back you know sadness Mm -hmm. to anger to starvation to you know the missing loved ones to you know just like one thing after another after another and you know usually that's in like a really high active place with multiple Mm -hmm. spirits um graveyards in particular i've seen that kind of thing at but like it's it's wild stuff so how did you get into doing like the paranormal um, investigating stuff, was it just like, did you start it as a hobby or was it something else? So um, I had, you know, several different things kind of happened to me over, uh, over, you know, the years paranormal wise and just weird things in general. So like I said, full body apparition, age 16, also age 16, I was having, uh, you know, deja vu dreams that would later come true. Um, and usually these kind of dreams will be to where like, I can't see the faces of the people who are in them, but I can hear them speaking and all that sort of jazz. And it isn't until later on that the little scenarios kind of actually play out. And like, now it's in real life and I actually see their faces in front of me and stuff. And I'm just like, Whoa, this is pretty wild. So there was that. And I had also had a Bigfoot sighting when I was 16 as well. So like that happened. Um, and then like when I was like in, and then when I was like in middle was school. Was that in Indiana? Yep. Okay. That was. I was going to say there's, there's been multiple people that, that have had sightings or occurrences in indiana yeah I, i'm about five minutes away from where i had the sighting <laughs> I, I currently lived i literally lived that close to it and bigfoot no we're not inviting you to come and stand over <laughs> our bed either <laughs> yeah if you can get into the well i mean there's a possibility <laughs> that they could teleport so who knows you never know mm-hmm but um, so like, yeah, like all these different things kind of happen, you know, I've, I've lived in places where uh, I lived in an apartment once where a guy had hung himself. And before I moved in there, I was in the apartment below, below it. And I knew nobody was living up there at the time, but you could still hear furniture being dragged across the floor. Mm-hmm. 
just weird things like that. And so I, you know, I was just like, I always, I always knew that there was something and I was born and raised Catholic. So like we were kind of like, yeah, we were not, you know, taught anything about ghosts. In fact, it was kind of like the opposite. Like, no, ghosts aren't, ghosts aren't real because when you die, you're either going to heaven or hell or purgatory, you know, and that's all debatable on whether or not we're currently in purgatory, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, there's just like all that stuff. So I, I wasn't really exposed to it. And like, when I spoke about it, you know, my mom, you know, same kind of thing just was like always religious standpoint. And so it wasn't until when my grandmother passed away that that kind of shifted in the family to where like, we were kind of now open to the possibility of there being a other side that we can interact with, that they are still here. They are, they can be ghosts, spirits, whatever, you know, and then that's also kind of around the same time when like ghost hunters came out on TV. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you're sitting here watching taps and then, you know, a few years after, after that, uh, ghost adventures with Zach Bagans comes out. So, you know, it's, you're watching all these things and you're like, Oh man, you see all these cool places and stuff. And you're just like, Oh, this would be so cool to do. And then I eventually was just like, I wonder if there's anyone around here, you know, that does this. And so I, I Googled it. And sure enough, I, I found a group that was based out of my hometown um, called uh, Ghost Hunter uh, Investigation Group, uh, GIG for short. And um, they, they had a, a little link where I could email them. And I was like, hey, um, I don't know if you guys have like any openings like, you know, with your group. But like, this is what I've had happen to me, you know, in, in my life. And like, I just, I really think that it would be, you know, super interesting to do. I want to get more into this, you know, this and that. And I ended up getting a response from them and they were like, okay, you know, we'll have a little meeting with you. I met him up at a Culver's and, you know, just sat there and I, I told them my story about the full body apparition when I was 16. They thought that was crazy. And then they asked me to do a ride along investigation with them. And they just so happened to be doing an investigation at uh, one of the other investigators homes in Chai Lai. And so I was like, okay you know this isn't like some random person's house that's all investigators so you know this would be a perfect time for me to come on it because they were having activity going on there and it was it was bad off the start so i get so freaking nervous on on the way that i make myself (laughs) sick i puke all over myself in the back of this uh chevy impala (laughs) Yeah. So like, I then have to like, we have to pull over on the side of the road on the side of, you know, highway 31 or no 24. And I had to get like some random person's t-shirt out of the trunk of this car to wear it. And like, oh my God, it was, I felt so freaking bad. And we get to the investigation and I do just fine, even though I'm wearing some random person's polo t-shirt on. <laughs> and, and I can imagine like being, being nervous because with that kind of thing, you never know what kind of encounter that you may have. I know there's a lot of naysayers out there and people are like, Oh, that doesn't happen. And there's always an explanation for everything. There is not. 
Oh, there is not. And a, a K2 meter. So for anybody who doesn't know what a K2 meter is, it is a little meter that will detect electromagnetic fields. It's the mm-hmm. little it's the little black rectangular thing that's got, you know, green, uh, yellow, orange, and then I think red lights on it. And depending on how strong it is, will indicate what lights turn on. Mm-hmm. And you can literally take one of these and you can go around and you can you can test this out. And you can go to where there's power sources and you can stand in the middle of a room and and turn this on and see that you are not getting any type of electromagnetic fields until you start getting close to like your outlets, your plug, mm-hmm. you know, right. your, your switches, your computers, your TVs, your anything that's got power going to it. Right. Then that thing will show up. Now, if you're in a location where there is absolutely no power running anywhere, so like it, it you take that thing to a, a graveyard. Mm-hmm. There's there's no power lines going through most cemeteries. There's no right. there's nothing that you're going to plug into, and you're definitely not going to be picking up on enough power from a freaking solar powered light set next to a headstone. Mm-hmm. So you, then you start having these things spiking at red, going all the way to as, as as much as they can go. That can't be explained. Other than that, there is something there that is able to mani- you know, manipulate the stuff that is around us, the energies that are around us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think it's so crazy. I think it's, you know, extremely fascinating. And like, I, I, I want to know so much more. And like, I, I want to do more investigating now. And I probably, I mean, eventually I, you know, I don't ever stop. I still do it, but not like on, on that scale. Like we, mm-hmm. like we were, cause like we were going to people's houses and stuff as well. So it was just like taps, you know, right. like we would have people that would call and be like, Hey, you know, we're having all these issues and, you know, perfect example. We had this one and this uh lady was stating that their their little son was not wanting to sleep in his room he was completely terrified to be in his bedroom and they kept also like getting a very putrid smell coming from his bedroom mm-hmm. and and just not not good juju so they call us in and you know this bedroom was so clean it was so nice but we we did we smelled it and it was just, it was like decaying, decaying dirt. flesh. Yeah, like it was just, it was so rancid and just foul smelling. I mean, mm-hmm. like if you could think of like a deer rotting in a ditch on the side of the road, like that's what it's, you know. I used to do, I used to do uh, help with autopsies. So um, oh. I'm used to really putrid smells. Oh, I can imagine that. But, yeah. you know, even Heidi, um, not too long ago, had an in, inst- instance in her bedroom at home. And she kept smelling that smell and, and weird things kept happening and whatever. And she, you know, like the dog refused to go in her room, like at all. And her dog, like, follows her around everywhere. Right. And that smell would come up and the the dog wouldn't crush cross the threshold. And so she had one of her kids come in the room with her to make sure that they could smell it too. It wasn't just her. And they're like, what is that? And she's like meticulous about cleaning. Right. And And so, 
they just literally prayed as a family, like really like long-term prayed about this and over that room and for whatever that that was to go away. And it finally did, but it was, she was like, it smells like, like there's a rotting corpse in my room just under this chair. And she's like, there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. There's something there. For the animals to be scared, you know, to go in there or whatever. So those those things do happen whether people want to, like, believe that that stuff is a thing or not. Because a lot of people are like, oh, it's all woo-woo. It's mm. it's not definitely not woo-woo. No, because this story gets, gets ultimately better. So, like I said, we're investigating this place and we smell the smell. And we start getting hits on the K2 meter all the way to red. In the center of this bedroom where there's no lights. It's in the middle of the day, too. We're not doing this at night. We're doing this in the daytime. And so, like, we didn't have any lights on and no power going to the room. And we're still getting hits. And we were able to follow it. And it led us out of the bedroom, down the hall to the master bedroom. And then it went all the way behind one of those big vanity mirrors that mm-hmm. uh, that are, like, the swivel kind. And, like, they can be right. tilted and stuff. Like I remember my grandma having one. I was just gonna up. say that's yeah that's antique. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it went behind there and then it disappeared. And like we couldn't catch it again. So like at that point, we called it uh called it quits and we're gonna all regroup downstairs in the kitchen uh dining room area. So we go down and everybody's sitting in there and I'm leaning up against the uh the doorway, which was just like a big archway. And everybody else is kind of standing around the table. We're talking about it. We're getting, you know, blips. We'll go over the EVPs, see, you know, if we caught anything, this and that. And as we're sitting there talking, all of a sudden we we hear an extremely loud bang. I mean, so much so that I I ducked because, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I just heard a loud sound and I, I immediately ducked down. And everybody else kind of around the table all did the same thing. And then everybody turned and looked at me because the sound, I was the closest person to the sound. And I could tell that the sound was coming from, you know, behind my direction, but to my right. And everybody's like, what door just slammed shut? And so I kind of lean back and I turn and I look up the the stairs and it's that little boy's bedroom. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was wide open. There was no, there was no windows open. There was no AC on. There was no heat on. It was at a time of year where none of that stuff needed to be on. It was just going into fall. Like it was comfortable outside. And so, yeah, there, there was nothing that could have generated any type of wind movement to cause that door to slam shut. That is straight up poltergeist activity. That's what that's that that's what that is. That is a, a you know a, a spirit, uh, energetic whatever that is manipulating this physical door and causing it to slam shut. Mm-hmm. And that that's that's what that is. And like you know, like you said, people can sit there and try to not believe that 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 stuff is real. But when you've been in the situation and you've seen that kind of thing happen, you've been there to experience it, mm-hmm. and there's no possible explanation for this than this being otherworldly 
it kind of makes you think that, you know, it's, it's the real deal. It's not some mumbo jumbo. It's not some, you know, fake bullshit. Well, and that stuff, that stuff is true because like one of the things that happened to me right after my sister died, um, like she, do you remember like the alien brain sucker sucking your brains? It's sucking your brains. No, wait a minute. It's, it's starving to death because there's nothing there. That was, used so. to be used to be a thing when we were little kids. And anyway, like after she passed away, I would always smell like lilacs because that was her favorite flower. Didn't have any lilac bushes in my house, nowhere near my house. And I'd always feel that, you mm -hmm. know, thing on the crown of my head or like um, objects being pushed or moved or, you know, like a lamp knocked over or whatever and no one's near it and there's no gust of wind or anything. And I've had those things happen to me, mm -hmm. especially after like somebody very close to me passed away, which oh, we've wow. had like a ton of like that in our family or whatever, but it's always something like that. And it's like things. That's why I said like, patients that I was super close to that, you know, like I would smell something that like their cologne or whatever, or I'd hear like whatever, or something would touch me. You remember back in the day, um, like they used to call things ESP. Yeah. Extrasensory perception. And it's always like, Oh, I have ASP. Like, I know what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. It's not just that it is literally any of your senses can be involved when dealing with something that's because we're energetic beings anyway. Right. And we run on electrical current. And so anytime you have an encounter like that, some people can taste stuff or, you know, smell things or, whatever that's part of it mm -hmm. but a lot of people don't have that i guess like empathetic or empathic sense to like pick up on stuff like that right not everybody has that that's why i think that also has to do with you know people that have seen ufos or people that have seen bigfoot or whatever it's because you have heightened senses and you can pick up on things that other people cannot. Right. Definitely. And like, you know, uh, when you're going in on an investigation, you know, um, and it's, you're trying to do something in the dark and you're looking around and especially like, you know, if you're not using any type of like infrared, anything that you can see at night and you don't have flashlights on, mm -hmm. you know, eventually your eyes will kind of, you know, start getting adjusted to the point that, you know, you'll be able to start making out figures in mm -hmm. the darkness and right. start seeing the things that are just, just slightly outside of your, your, you know, your view, mm -hmm. but it's still there enough to, to let you know, like, Hey, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we had this investigation we did um, in a really, really small town in Indiana. Um, and it is the only three story building in this town. And it's got all sorts of crazy history. Um, KKK had a uh, few rooms there and were murdering people. 
Um, there was a brothel there at one point in time. There was mm-hmm. a surgeon there that was operating on people. So like, you know, people had to die on. on right. Night, Absolutely. You know, and then like on the third floor, there was like a, a speakeasy gentleman's club kind of deal. Um, double doors, but one, only one door opened um, at a time. And it had like the, the little peep window that they you know you Mm -hmm. would open it up and you'd have to have the password in order to get in right and so you go in there and it's just like this gigantic ballroom with this huge chandelier that's still in there from you know over like a hundred some years ago i mean Mm -hmm. this thing is absolutely immaculate it's gorgeous looking and so like you know there there's not like any power up there for us to like plug anything to like we actually had to like run like our cords all the way from the first floor and up the steps to the third floor to just get to our X camera that we had sitting up in this closet. And, you know, while we're up there investigating, like you would see like these, these shadow people that would, you know, they didn't want to come and interact with us, you know, but they were still curious as to what we were doing and you would see them and like, you would see them kind of like pop their head out from the sides of like doorways and then like move back in and, you know, just like that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. just like, playing games with you and then you try to get close and like they just they they go away but then all of a sudden like you'll be on the other side of the room and look back at where you were just standing and it'll be the same thing now at that doorway popping out the other direction Mm -hmm. you know just weird things like that and then we caught a crazy ass light anomaly and it was all within the the last like three minutes or less before we stopped recording and nobody was upstairs at this time and we had this camera in this closet and it was pointing towards the doorway and you can see from the doorway the hallway that leads into the big uh ballroom and this ball of light that was about the size of a football comes flying down the hallway and then makes a 90 degree turn and then goes you know, out past the wall to where like we can't see anymore. And then a couple seconds later, it comes back in 90 degree turn and then back down the hallway. And so like we slowed it down and we slowed it down to 32 frames per second. And we were only able to catch it on three frames out of 32. And that's in a single second. So that's mm-hmm. telling you that that thing is, that thing's booking. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, let's try this at 64 frames per second so we dropped it down to 64 and we were only able to catch this light anomaly again three frames out of 64 and this thing was just it was it was moving so incredibly fast like it's insane and to to this day like we couldn't figure out any type of way to debunk this there was no way for uh us to recreate it the Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it was from a vehicle outside because like we could see all throughout the night where cars would drive you know down the different roads around the building none of that would ever affect this thing and none of us were up there either so it wasn't a flashlight or or anything of the sort so i i still that's the only time i've ever seen something crazy like that that we caught but you know it, it is something crazy for sure so was there ever a time um, where you felt like unsafe or absolutely like 
stop dead in your tracks terrified of something. Nope. That's good. I'm that I'm that person that uh like I I can't go to like the the Halloween haunted. I was like, gonna say me neither. <laughs> because I it's I don't get I don't get scared by them. I just I walk through them and I, I laugh and, and whatnot. Yeah. Like, and you're like, this is so silly. Yeah. yeah, like I, it's like I know, like what this is, like this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna get me. So you know, uh, you know, in in all the years that I've had like experiences with with stuff or whatever, there was only one time that I was so out of body terrified because I was like, I felt like there was just dark evil shit all around me mm -hmm. and i'm like you know praying and i'm like you know god protect me and you know whatever doing all the things trying to clear like the space and whatever i actually had to call other people to help me because whatever it was was so dark and so evil I could feel it like compressing around me. And that's why, wow. well, that's why I said before that, like, I try to shut that off so that things can't get in because right. I have such a, like, I don't, like you said earlier, like a beacon, right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess when it's on, it is like super bright because it's like whoosh, attached to me and I'm, so that's why most of the time I try to like close that. So it's not an option. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. See, like, and, and here I am, I'm just kind of like one of those persons. Like I, I, I wish like, you know, like I could just like hear, you know, uh, these, these, these voices. And I wish that, you know, I could be able to do that, you know, and, I just, I don't know. I feel like me personally, like I would try to do, you know, so much good with that ability, mm -hmm. like, you know, just the, uh, the utmost, yeah, can, you know, relaying messages to, you know, to other mm -hmm. people, just, you know, cause like and, and every, most people are, are scared of it. Most people mm -hmm. are scared of death. Like they don't want to talk about it. They don't yeah. want to, you know, they're, they're too worried, you know, well, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to see my loved ones again. I'm not going to this, I'm not going to that. And it's like, but at the same time, you know, this, let's actually think about it. You you probably are, but not in the sense that you're mm -hmm. thinking currently. Like, it's not like you're just going to cross over and you're still going to be in a, you know. A, you're not going to be you know, in a human body. No, exactly. Like, you're going to be an energetic being, but you are still going to know every other energetic being that you have came across in your life, not to mention probably all the the the, the knowledge from past lives and just all these different things, just like you all of a sudden regain all of that. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, to me, like, that's pretty, you know, a, an exciting thought to think about. And so, like, you know, I remember being like a kid and like growing up and like being absolutely terrified at the thought of death. But now I'm just kind of like, I'm not really too worried about it anymore. Yeah, it know? doesn't. The thought of that does not bother me either. Um, And like I said, the only reason why I try to like shut that part off is because... There's so much that comes in. It's like once you open that gate, like it's the floodgate mm -hmm. um, that comes through. And after the experience last time with the 
awful dark stuff. I was like, nope. And that happened like not too terribly long after watching my friend's video and like all the voices screaming and that girl telling me like who she was and whatever, kind of like she wanted to be recognized. Mm -hmm. It happened not too long after that. And, and I was like, okay, well, that video freaked me out anyway, because I'm seeing all these different like entity things on this video and then hearing all these voices. And so going from that to this dark stuff afterwards, I'm like, nope, mm -mm. nope, can't. I. It's a very interesting thing to deal with. Right. You know. And no, I am not uh, schizophrenic. And no, I don't hear voices in my head. <laughs> Just like <clears throat> out there. <laughs> right. You got to make that disclaimer. People have listened to me long enough that they should know that that is not the case. Um, but yeah, just in case there's a new lister, I'm not schizophrenic. <laughs> so anyways... Um, so is there any other, like you had mentioned before when you sent me a video that you thought you saw like a UFO when you were yeah, like, well, I was, I was playing that really, really not lucky. the UFO that was, or the aliens or anything that were at the mall in Miami. No, absolutely not. So it was a it was a very very you know small thing that happened. It was you know during the day. It was winter time. I remember that I was wearing you know my winter jacket on, and we were in my mom's black ninety two Ford Escort, and we were driving through town. And I remember looking up out of my window, up at the sky. And I had noticed that there was something bright in the sky. And so, you know, I'm sitting there trying to look and I'm trying to look. And then finally we get to a spot to where like, it's clear. There's not any trees or houses blocking my view. And I can see that this thing is circular and that it is rotating and it's not moving. It's staying in one spot. And it was very saucer-like too. So... It was kind of like, uh, you know, like how you see those um, things on the top of like buildings and stuff that like they spin and it's like the exhaust air from like bathrooms and right. stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like it, how like those are shaped and like when they're, how the wind like catches them and like how they spin and all that stuff. Like that's how like this looked and that's how I was able to tell that this thing was rotating and it was bright chrome i mean just like completely just like chromed out so bright and like i remember looking up uh, looking at it and i was like mom i think i see a ufo and she just kind of laughed because like i was probably you know maybe like five at the time and she was like no you don't honey and i was like no i'm mom i'm serious i i see this thing up in the sky i'm looking at it right now and like you know, she was driving, so she, you know, wasn't going to try to look or anything to verify what I was saying. But, like, I can still see it in my in my head just as clear as day. Like, mm -hmm. I have a very photographic memory. And, like, so much so that, like, I remember very obscure details to things. Like, 
what's around me during a specific thing, what people were wearing during, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just like really dumb details not, that not very many people need to, you know, recall, but I'm able to recall all these things just like it was when it happened. Mm-hmm. See ESP, you have it too. Yeah. I've, I've been told that I, I, I have things in like, you know, I uh, have a pendulum here and you know when if i if the camera was a little bit more i could i don't think you can really see it but it will start moving on its own without me having to do anything and i mean we'll be sitting here for like a couple a couple minutes before it gets to do it but like you know like i i have that happen and i have a, a pendulum board that i can ask you know questions with and i can get it to to answer me via you know it swinging and the thing is like then that's another thing that I, I can't explain like how or why it works because you can sit there and i can hold this you know and make sure that it's completely still and it's not doing anything and then it will start swinging or it will start Mm -hmm. rotating and i can literally be like okay pendulum please stop and rotate the opposite direction and then it will stop without me moving my hand without me doing anything and it will start rotating the opposite direction or swinging side to side and i ask it to swing back and forth and it you know it will it will do that and you know i'm not the only person that that you know does these sort of things there's a lot of people who do uh pendulum work and stuff but like it's a metaphysical thing and you know clearly there's something behind it and and it works and you know on top of that i just became a certified animal reiki energy healer i want to talk to you about that so what made you decide to do that well i mean i love animals i always i always have and you know so like i just thought that like that would be that would be a really neat thing to do to be able to offer for us uh, as a service um, to people uh, to where, you know, I can come in and energetically heal, you know, your, your pets and stuff, just like you would go into, um, you know, a metaphysical shop or energetic shop to, Mm -hmm. you know, have your chakras aligned or, you know, have, you know, your energies cleared out and just like all these different things to try to, you know, heal from whatever it is that, you know, you need healing from. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I I believe that, you know, we have had past lives and I believe that in our past lives, at some point in time, we have been animals, you know, we have been, you know, cat, a dog, a monkey, you know, whatever. And there's no reason why we shouldn't try to, to help them, you know, while, while they're here, because, you know, just like they say, they might not be here for our entire lives but we should be there for their entire lives just Mm -hmm. because they don't live you know as long and so yeah i just you know i as i want to be able to do good things you know for people and like i'm not like at a point yet to where like i'm comfortable like trying to do that on to like you know another human Mm -hmm. so i'm just like this is a good start for me and i can get comfortable doing it this way um, and then after that, I can start moving into my certifications for Reiki level one, two. I have a, master. one of my best friends is a Reiki master. So um, she, she's to the point where she can do it 
like remotely. We don't right. even have to be like in the same room. But I love the idea of the animal mm -hmm. because um, I love animals and people tease me all the time because like I can like understand them. Mm -hmm. I know what they want. I know what their behaviors are or whatever. And I literally give my animals a massage every day. Oh, yeah. And it's like, and they know it too. And I'm like, I have cats right now. And so Same. I always tell them it's time for your meowsage. And so they know exactly where to go and they sit in the same spot like every day. And that is like the routine every morning has to get the massage. That's awesome. And it's like, they just know when it's time for that. And it makes them so much more healthy. Oh yeah. I loved when you said that you did that. I'm like, Oh, I would, I would love to do that because I think we all have different gifts and different abilities as far as healers and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and other things. And I was like, oh, that would be a, when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, that would be an amazing thing because oh, I don't know. Cause then they probably wouldn't leave me alone ever. <laughs> <laughs> they got to go to the bathroom with me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah. Wait for me my outside the shower. Way. Yeah. Oh Get yeah. My dance if I'm on the toilet. <laughs> Mine's currently pissed off because he can't open the door right now. He's sitting here mm -hmm. making, making freaking Shouting. Like, Dad, why are you not paying yeah, attention to yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. I love that, though. I think that's fantastic that you're doing that. And I'm so very glad that you're doing that. Thank you. And uh, before I forget, thank you or congratulations to you are in order um, for your new child coming. Thank so you. Thank you. To tell you that. So I loved our conversation. I feel like we could literally talk for, you know, at least three more hours because I like crystals and all of that stuff. And that's a whole nother, a whole nother topic. Right. And oh yeah. And all that stuff. Oh, that's beautiful. My giant geode. Yeah. I'm very into um, like chakras and, you know, energy healing and, and, all of that stuff. So um, I would love to have you come back and do Absolutely. another show with me. That would be awesome. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you at. The Big Grimbowski podcast. You can find me on all of the places that you listen to your podcast besides Apple. Unfortunately, I don't have that <laughs> connected to there yet, but It'll it'll be there. Um, I got a link tree. It, it goes to all the all the places you can you can find me. You can reach me. Um, and I always uh, you know tell tell everybody if you know you want to reach out to me. There's something that you you know you you yourself want to come on the show for, and you want to you know bring it to me. Then that that's awesome. I'm I'm down to meet different people and, and all the things. So. Uh, so are you podcast? I know you're on Instagram. Are you on on Twitter or anything? Yep, that too. And and there's a there's a Facebook page that's on there. The link tree literally goes to it goes to all of them. So what is your link tree? Um, let's see. It is. Yeah, pull it up right real quick. 
Okay. Uh, the link tree is uh, linktr.ee slash the big Grumbowski podcast. Okay. I'm writing it down so I don't forget to put it in the show notes. I can I can send it the link to you. Okay. Um, for me and for Sean, it was an incredible pleasure meeting you and speaking with you today. I super duper enjoyed our chat. Me Look too. Look forward to many more in the future. Um, anything you would like to tell the listeners or leave the listeners with? Just stay weird, y'all. <laughs> they listen to my show. Of course they're weird. <laughs> So make sure that you guys go and follow him, like, subscribe, share, comment, download, show him some love. Always a nice thing. And as always, listen on any podcast platform that you choose. Or if you want to watch the show, you can go and hit up my Rumble channel at Deplorable Nation Podcast and sign up there. So for us, we will see you next time and have a great day. Thanks for listening. <laughs>